Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. So, how's your hope for 2021 being better than 2020 going? (laughs) Just like that, within the first week, that hope was dashed. So maybe we need to take a look at what hope really is and how to improve it. Thank you for joining me. This is episode 73 on the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast. And we are discussing hope and how to have and improve our hope and to put our hope where it works, where it actually makes sense. Because if our hope has disappointed us, then our hope has been in the wrong place. This episode is called Improving Your Hope. And our last episode, we talked about the two different meanings of the word hope. And I would say more than 80% of people go to the wrong meaning of the word hope to get their hope. But we're a lot smarter than that, aren't we? We go to the correct meaning of hope. That confident expectation that what we are hoping for will actually come true. If you need to get up to speed on that, go back and listen to episode 72, which is called Your Confident Hope for the New Year. You see, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand as true Christians. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope. Let me ask a question. Do you know what a matroiska is? Matroiska. It's a stackable Russian doll that starts out really little, but then there's one a little bit bigger that goes around it, and then another one that's even a little bigger that goes around that. Basically the same shape. They're usually painted a bit different, but each one is a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger. And the more that you get stacked up or wrapped around that little initial one, the more safer that little initial one is. Well, in Romans chapter 5, the first four verses, is a matryoshka, where we have this one little thing, and then an additional thing keeps adding on to that, making it bigger and bigger and more and more stronger. So the smallest one, the one that starts it, is the word faith. And then through faith, we get grace. And then we get hope in the glory of God. And then we get tribulations or trials or hardships. And then we get perseverance or endurance. And then we get character or a good, strong character. And then we get hope. And that's a hope that does not disappoint It doesn't fail us. So what is described in that passage is the Christian maturity 
as a Christian grows, you get more things and you get stronger and stronger and your hope gets stronger and stronger to where your hope does not disappoint. And that's what I want to talk about today is how to make sure that we are progressing to the point where our hope does not disappoint, especially within the first week of the first hopeful new year. <laughs> where evidently 2021 said to 2020, here, hold my beer. <laughs> okay, so in this episode, I want to go back to that foundational attribute of a Christian and strengthen that, okay? And that will improve your hope. So we want to strengthen our faith. Now, I'm not going to rehash a, a podcast that I did a little over a year ago called Improving Your Faith. This one is called Improving Your Hope, but I did one back then called Improving Your Faith, and I would highly encourage you to go listen to that. It's how to improve or grow your faith. That's really important. There are practical applications there, specific things that you can do that will improve your faith. So go back and listen to that one. It actually does tie into this. But I wanted to add a few more things in this episode to that one to help us to understand faith a little better and to grow our faith, which will therefore get our hope aligned properly. And that will yield for us endurance through the tough times ahead. And yield for us the proper character that we should have, especially when dealing with others or talking with others, because we want to be a light in a dark room. Just as Jesus said, we want to be salt and light. We want to be something that helps others, that points others to Jesus. And first Peter, Peter said, have a ready answer when someone comes to you and asks about the hope that you have the hope that you have. Let's get to that point, folks. Let's get to that point. And that takes growing as a Christian and maturing as a Christian to get to there. But it all starts with faith, okay? Faith is defined in Webster's Dictionary as something that is believed, especially with a strong conviction and a firm belief in something from which there isn't 100% proof and allegiance to a duty or a person. And that means sincerity of intentions, as in acting upon good faith. Now, I looked up the word faith in its original meaning in the Bible. The meaning of the Greek word used for faith that Paul uses in Romans chapter 5 and elsewhere. So I looked up that word on my Strong's Concordance app on my phone, <laughs> and it says, the persuasion that is credence, a moral conviction, especially reliance upon Christ for salvation. And faith is the constancy of a profession of a belief in truth, a belief in truth. And then I looked to see if I could find a description of what faith is in the Bible itself, not just a meaning of a word, but what does the Bible say that faith is? And, of course, I found it in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What a brilliant definition right there. 
Really makes you sit back in your chair and think, doesn't it? (laughs) And then a few verses later, it sets you right straight back up in your chair again, where it says that it is impossible to please God without faith. And that you must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently and faithfully seek him. Well, that's actually kind of cool. We get rewarded when we demonstrate to God our faith by seeking him. And how do we seek him? Through prayer and reading his word, the Bible. So that's one way to grow our faith, isn't it? Prayer and reading God's word. Just as simple as that. (laughs) And then you want to demonstrate what you've learned. And to a point where people call you, oh, that's that, that guy there, he's a man of faith. Or he's a person of faith. People actually recognize that in you. Did you know that the number one issue in the New Testament is faith in Jesus? Jesus is the only pathway to salvation or being right with God. Faith in Jesus rejects all other ways of salvation, and there's no need to add anything else to Jesus. Acts 4.12 says, There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. To have faith in Jesus means to believe Jesus is the Son of God and came and died and rose again, and you trust him both simply and completely. So let me kind of delve into a little more deeply what faith is. Because, see, I believe that God gives us about, oh, 75% of what we need to know to believe in him. There's about a 25% question mark. (laughs) And at some point we say, you know what, I'm going with the 75%. That's good enough for me. I'm going to believe in God. I'm going to believe in Jesus and what he says is true. I may not know all the answers. I may not have it fully understood in my mind. But I'm going to go with what I do have. And God is pleased by that. And he calls that faith. Think about that for a second. When you first became a Christian, did you know everything about God? Did you fully comprehend Jesus? There's several passages in Scripture, Romans 120, Psalm 19, 1 through 4, Psalm 148, 1 through 10, that say that the creation, what you see in the earth around us and the stars and such, gives us evidence that there is God, enough evidence to draw a conclusion that there is a God. The earth and the heavens are sort of like a missionary, <laughs> but everything isn't explained. You still have to kick in just a little to round out the evidence. And that what we kick in is called faith. So don't worry if you don't have enough faith. You have at least a little bit. In fact, Jesus even said that if you have even a little bit, like the size of a mustard seed, you could move mountains. In fact, just a little bit of faith, he's saying, can do wonderful things, including give you proper hope that you can, like I said last week, Hang your hat on. (laughs) If you have the proper discernment through your faith to know exactly where to put your hope and who to put your hope in, of course, that's Jesus. And as I asked last time, give him a try this year. 
for 2021? Give Jesus a try. Don't put your hope in politicians or or the American system or, or even the American dream. Whatever, your job or your bank account, put your hope in Jesus. Give him a try this year. Let him prove himself to you as being real and alive. And you do so by studying about him, by reading about him and having faith in him and tying your hope to him. A.W. Tozer says, God dwells in his creation and is everywhere invisibly present in all his works. He is transcendent above all his works, even while he is imminent within them. That's pretty cool. And God said that Abraham, all he did was believe that there was a God, and God accredited to him righteousness. Just like what Jesus has done for us, God did for Abraham, just because he believed in God. So it starts with a belief in God. Our faith starts with belief in God and belief what Jesus did on the cross for us. And we can grab that. We can maybe not understand it fully, but we can grab that enough. And God says, good, that's good enough. I'll fill in the blanks later. And he does. As we grow and mature as a Christian and read his word more and more, we learn more and more and start filling in the things that we don't understand, that we didn't understand at the time. That's pretty cool. And eventually, maybe we'll even know everything. We might, but we might do that in heaven. But still, God will fill in the blanks. And if we have questions, ask God. Say, I've got a question about this. Can you answer it for me sometime? I have done that. I've even written in my Bible, I don't understand the answer to this, or I don't understand this passage. And then I'll come across it years later, and I'll be like, oh, I know that now. (laughs) I know what that means. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Have you heard the acronym for faith? F-A-I-T-H? This is one that I like. Full assurance in the heart. So full assurance about God in your heart, your innermost parts is what's called your heart. Even though we may not know everything, we know enough and call that good. And God calls that good. Full assurance in our heart that God is who he says he is and full assurance in our heart that we can trust him in everything. Thus, full assurance. (laughs) Do you have full assurance? Do you have full trust in God? Do you know that your hope is tied to that full trust in God? It is. That's the start of it. That full trust in God will eventually result in hope. The hope that doesn't disappoint. And as the Romans 5 passage says, the hope that gives us peace. Can you imagine going through 2021 with joy and peace? Peace? (laughs) You can. You can. It comes from hope, which comes from faith. How about a couple of examples of faith? In John 4, verses 46 through 54, Jesus was in Cana. And a man whose son was sick back at his house in Capernaum walked about 20 miles uphill 
to ask Jesus to heal his son. Cana was about 20 miles away. And Jesus healed his son right from there in Cana and told the man, Go your way. Your son lives. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke and headed down the hill back to home. He didn't stand there and question him. He just believed him, turned around, headed back home. And his son did get healed when he made it back home. And he asked, what time did the fever break? What time did did he seem to really take a turn for the better? And the time correlated to the exact time that Jesus said, go your way, your son lives. Now, it doesn't say that Jesus even knew the man or knew the man very well, but the man certainly had faith, and his son was healed. And it was because he believed Jesus' words right there at the time he heard them, not after he saw his son well, but before. Faith is believing God's words then and there, not waiting for proof or confirmation or waiting for signs and wonders. (laughs) Believing what God says right then and there. Faith is believing in God, John 14, 1. Believing in Jesus, John 6, 29. And the good news of the gospel, Mark 1, 15. And believing in God's promises, Romans 4, 21 and Hebrews 11, 13. Faith gets you freedom from the penalty of your sins. Romans 3, 21 through 22. Verses 28, also verse 30, also Acts 16, 31. <laughs> Faith gets you eternal life. John 3, 15 through 16. Faith gets you access to God. Romans 5, 2 and Ephesians 3, 12. It gets you moral and intellectual improvements. 1 Timothy 1, 4, Jude 20. It gets you God's promises, Galatians 3, 22, Hebrews 6, 12. And you become an adopted child of God, Galatians 3, 26. And the assurance of the helper or the Holy Spirit coming to live inside of you, Galatians 3, 14 and Acts 11, 15 through 17. No wonder, no wonder, Having faith pleases God. It pleases God to give you all of those cool things. Now, maybe I need to rewind and listen to those again. Those are what you get when you have faith. Isn't that cool? There's another list in Scripture, a list of progression, progressional growth, start here, and you'll get this, and then keep going, you'll get that and that and that. Let me read that one to you. This is from a guy who is mostly like you and me of really anyone else in the Bible. His name was Peter, a hardworking guy, a little bit of a foul language, (laughs) messed up several times, even right in front of Jesus. But after Jesus died, came back to life, restored Peter and Peter's faith in him. He went on to write some wonderful books, First Peter and Second Peter. And let me read from one of those books, This Progression According to Peter. Okay? And he even starts out this progression by telling you what you get right up front and then tells you how to do it with his progression. 
So he says, grace and peace is what you get. And it's multiplied when you read and know about God and Jesus. And what you get is his divine power has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him when you read his word and you know more and more about him. And you will have exceedingly great and precious promises. I have that underlined in my Bible. Exceedingly great and precious promises that through grace and peace and your faith and through these upcoming progression of things, you will be partakers of them, not partakers of the corruptions of the world, but partakers of the good and wonderful and awesome things of God. So here's how you do it. Verse 5 of Second Peter 1. For this very reason, because you want all of those things, right? <laughs> Give all diligence. Add to your faith. Virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. Perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. Did you catch the progression there? It starts with faith, didn't it? And it ends in love. The ultimate show of Christ in us. The ultimate show of light in a dark room. The ultimate seasoning to make things taste better. <laughs> to make life go better. So after Peter lists these things, he says, For if these things are yours and abound, you know, get more and more, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his own sins. Therefore, fellow Christians, be even more diligent and purposeful to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things... You will never stumble. So, folks, in this 2021 that's starting out not good, <laughs> don't stumble this year. Keep your focus on Christ. And it starts with your faith. And as Peter says again, let me read him again here. Give all diligence, intention, hard work. Make this your focus, to add to your faith virtue. It means doing what's right. To doing what's right, knowledge. Knowledge of Scripture. So read your Bible daily. And to that knowledge, self-control. Don't let news or Facebook or things outside of your control bother you or rob you of the joy that you have in Christ. Be self-controlled with what you say. And what you allow into your mind or through your eyes. And to have perseverance or endurance. And to maintain or strive for godliness. And to godliness, show brotherly kindness to others. 
do things for other people. Do good deeds without expecting anything in return. Do good stuff to folks, okay? And then add to that love. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. And love is what defines Jesus. And we're to be more and more like Jesus. So this year, work on these progressions. And it starts with improving your faith. And again, if you want to know specific things you can do to increase your faith, to improve your faith, go back and listen to my podcast called Improving Your Faith. But you may say, yeah, Kevin, I did that, and my faith is improving, but I still need some hope. Things aren't looking good. I still need something to cling on to. And you say cling on to Jesus. I'm trying. I'm really trying. I just don't feel it, though. I don't feel it. Let me read you another passage in Scripture. Maybe this will help, and we'll end with this one. I really love this. I'll let you find where it is. Okay, you can do a Google search or whatever, but find it yourself in Scripture so you can circle it. If only you would prepare your heart and lift up your hands to him in prayer. Get rid of your sins and leave all iniquity behind you. Then your face will brighten with innocence. You will be strong and free of fear. You will forget your misery. It will be like water flowing away. Your life will be brighter than the noonday. Even darkness will be as bright as morning. Having hope will give you courage. You will be protected and will rest in safety. You will lie down unafraid. And many will look to you for help. But rest assured, the wicked will be blinded. They will have no escape. Their only hope is death. Your hope is in God, specifically in Jesus. Seek Him. Diligently maintain your hope by improving your faith, which is pleasing to God. Next week, we're going to talk about your boss from a biblical perspective anyway. And believe me, you're going to want to hear that one. So tune in next time on the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast. See you later.